Andy, you watched a golf tournament this weekend. Yeah, I did. But uh, so, when did you bet on Phil Mickelson, dude? Dude, Friday. Friday. Like had a shot. Like so, that was what day two. It started Thursday. Was Phil yeah. Mickelson? What was he? What was his score on Thursday? I think he or on Friday. I think it was minus one. I think he was at minus one. I think it was. What was the leader? Minus four. Yeah, minus four. So he was on the leaderboard. I saw him on there. I looked up. I was like, hmm, interesting. Boom. I already put money on uh, uh, DeChambeau early. Didn't work out for me. Didn't no, work out. I put joking. money on Dustin Johnson. Absolute failure. Number one world golfer. Doesn't make the cut. So I'm like, all right, man. What were the odds on Phil on Friday? I know what they were when, on Thursday. What were they on Friday? Um, What was it? Damn, what was it? Was it like 6,500? Yeah, it was 6,500, I think it was. Yep, 6,500. 6,500. So I put a dollar on him just to, just to, all right, man. That's what I do. I put a little dollars here. And then when I actually put a parlay together, I put five, 10 bucks just to make it big. But with golf stuff, I don't really know. I just throw a dollar, two dollars, see how it goes. Throw a dollar on him. Do not watch the rest of the day. Like, immediately put money on it. Boom. Immediately disinterested. ADHD. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Saturday rolls along. I'm looking through my phone. Work is slow. It goes, Phil Mickelson, oldest golfer, is in the lead. And I go, no shit. So I'm like, all right, cool. I'm watching this, and then Saturday ends, and I'm watching the, just a recap, and just Phil looks good. Phil's talking about how he golfed a lot. He put in the work to still have the energy to keep up on the fourth day. So I'm like, man, does he have it? And then, boom, Brooks Kepka's there. And I'm like, ah, oh, fuck. Dude, Brooks is one of the hottest golfers right now. Coming There's off that up. knee, though, man. Coming off that yeah. knee. Day four. Yeah, man. So I'm, like, nervous, and I'm like, man, fuck it. I spend my beautiful Sunday watching golf. <laughs> and, man, I I know COVID's over with. But the crowd at the damn PGA Championship was something that I've never seen in my life. I've watched Tiger. It's pretty hype. It's pretty crazy. They're yelling, screaming. This was wild. They are everywhere. There's thousands of people there. And Phil is golfing perfect. They, ma they match up Phil and Brooks together. They have the last tee. So... It's all right. Phil goes up there. Boom. Perfect shot. Fairway. Brooks, far left. And I'm like, man, is this going to work out for me? And it does. Phil Mickelson ends up winning the tournament by one stroke. Phil Mickelson is the oldest person to win a PGA championship. And he looked good. Um I am excited to get on the course myself. 
<laughs> I'm here for it. Uh, I'm going to be the Latin Tiger Woods. So watch out for me. Let's go, big 29, guy. 29 years old. I'm going to hit the course and uh, hit the ground running. So. Yeah, man, they were definitely uh, they were definitely not prepared for a crowd like that, and they have uh, no. And this is golf, it's, you know, <laughs> a sport where there are a few people who are upset about that, and they they were like, yeah, we we messed up, we apologize, like because they're supposed to be like strict ropes, and mm-hmm. when when the last guy off the course is in the hunt, crowds can get a little unruly, but that was wild, man. I can't imagine playing playing like that with all those people around. Like, there were some of those dude. shots. If I'd been playing, I would have hit somebody in the face. <laughs> the dude is, like, on the dude. fairway. Dude, there's a couple people that the ball went right into the crowd. There was a lady that picked up Phil Mickelson's ball and just, like, dropped it. Like, oh, this is – oh, wait, this is golf. I can't touch this. It just drops it. And I'm like, dude, this is – what do you where is the where is security where is security and then i finally realized that the guys in the blue and white striped shirts it's like your course guys and i'm like oh they're doing an awful job <laughs> but watching phil mickelson walk through the crowd onto the green for the last one was actually pretty fucking awesome there's a whole bunch of pictures that i've seen and it's a great moment to see you know a great still do it it's like lebron coming back at 48 49 to win the nba finals like people won't see shit yeah yeah i mean that's the only reason why i put money on him i mean i know the name i've watched him and i'm like you know what fuck it i know his name he's up there i'm gonna bet on him and it's crazy at the i mean they everyone doubted him vegas doubted him all the sports book doubted him the odds were still so high even going into Sunday, it was plus 300 for Phil. Like, they, yeah, they had no faith that Phil was going to be able to hold that lead, and he made Vegas pay. Well, that was his uh, his calling card early in his career, is just blowing up on Sundays and not getting it done. So he mm-hmm. he's won a few majors, but it still has not changed his reputation. Yeah. Welcome to Money Back Guarantee. The only podcast on the internet where you have a Latin NASCAR and PGA golf expert. How you doing, Angel? I am good. I'm also experting in NBA, but I don't want money in that. And I'm excited for the NFL. Yeah, football. Football's coming back. Football's coming back, and we have, you know, already just drama everywhere, starting with Mr. Julio Jones. Absolutely. You're guaranteed. No guarantee on the market. Atlanta Falcons and Julio Jones 
more like Julio Jones on live TV on a phone call. Julio, goes, fuck it, we'll do it live, Jones. <laughs> I'm out of here. I am out of here. That means his boxes are packed, and there's many teams that are calling. There's a lot of players that are tweeting. There's a lot of noise now that Julio Jones is finally on the market. First round pick Atlanta wants for Julio Jones. And Julio Jones has talked about wanting to play with Cam. (laughs) Wanting to play with Cam Newton. He has talked about uh, tightening up with the Tennessee Titans. But the Eagles, Dallas, Arizona, and the Rams all have reached out to Julio to see if he would want to go there. Now, now Julio is on the way out. Where does he end up, bro? First round pick is what they want. Do they get that? Uh, so, uh, of the teams that are rumored to be in the Julio Jones sweepstakes, in like that, I can bet on these are just online odds one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. of 11 teams. Oof. Four of them are in the NFC. All right. And I don't see any of them having the draft capital to make Atlanta trade him in division. Um, those teams are the Giants at plus 2,000, uh, the Eagles at plus 1,600, the 49ers at plus 800, and the Packers at plus 750. Now, hypothetically, I of all those teams, I think the one with the best odds to get him would be the 49ers. Now, I think it's going to cost you a starting offensive lineman. It's going to cost you – because, I mean, that's all they have. Their skill position players really are nothing to write home about. I mean, as much as I would love to, like, talk about, oh, how dope would it be if they got Kyle Pitts and Greg Kittle. I don't think it's going to happen. I Like, we're trying to be realistic here. I think maybe you could – I mean, you've just signed all your offensive linemen to long-term deals. If you're willing to move on from an offensive lineman for Julio, maybe. But on the defensive side of the ball, I don't think there's anything that I would really see as a big trade spot for Julio. You're rolling the dice with that draft pick because it's probably going to be pretty high. And I don't know if they'll give you a first either. That's the thing. I'm looking right now. I think I talked to you. The odds-on favor of the Patriots at minus 150. Now, what the Patriots would have to give up for that, I think it would probably be heavily draft picks. Mm -hmm. Uh, The second is Titans plus 300. I could see the Titans trading Taylor Lewan for Julio Jones. And Taylor Lewan in like a second for Julio Jones. Damn. Because they – That's a true centerpiece to their damn uh, offensive line, though. But he missed – all last year, he's been injured twice mm-hmm. for the majority of the season. This one was the whole season. The last one, he missed a lot of the season. And on top of that, they were fine. They ran – he – Derrick Henry got 2,000 yards without Taylor Lewan playing a single regular season snap. Sucks yeah. to suck. Love busting with the boys. Nashville loves Taylor Lewan, But it's a business move. If you think that you can get Julio Jones and that's going to make your team better, it might be a good idea to 
cut the boy. I mean, and you're telling me Matt Ryan wouldn't like a Pro Bowl left tackle? If he could get back to that form. Plus, their new coach, Arthur Smith, is formerly the offensive coordinator for the Tennessee Titans. Oh, so there's there's your connection. There's a relationship there. So I could very much see that happening. If that happens, I think the Titans become the favorite in that division over the Colts, over the Texans, over – I mean, that's a – over the Jags. That's a garbage division anyways. I think that's the Titans division to lose then. I think they are the team that would improve the most because when you cover Arthur Arthur Brown, they they struggled when they had to find a second option. You saw it in the playoffs against Baltimore. When they shut down Arthur Brown and they were able to contain Derrick Henry, they didn't have anywhere else to go. Yeah. So I, I – mean, that's definitely based on the ceiling of Ryan Tannehill as well. I mean, he was a journeyman until he finally got a little hot and found a way to be well, play well in the Titans system. And that goes with an amazing future Hall of Fame running back. But so, just, but just signed into a long term deal and you yeah, have, yeah, it, they and they, they weren't rumored to be interested in Sam Darnold. They weren't, you have not seen them linked to another quarterback. Yeah. So they like they like what they got. So yeah. Ryan Tannehill, it could be. Uh, I think he's on the hot seat this year for sure. He's got to show more in the they playoffs. They got Julio. He's got to show up in the playoffs. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I agree. I agree. He's got to show up in the playoffs, but at the same time, that defense needs to do way better. Um, Julio, I feel like he would be. I I know he. You said they wouldn't be traded in the division, but Giants. This is a good spot for Julio. He could be the true number one over there. Evan Ingram is over there. They have Slayton over there. They have a lot of pieces over there, including Barkley coming back. You get a true piece like that on the outside for Danny Dimes. See, I was going to say I think it'll cost you Barkley. No way, man. It's it's Julio Jones. He's in his 30s, man. It, that's way too much. You might as well give up your first and fifth. And call it quits. First I mean, they, third, they and they literally want a first. So I don't. I so mean, that's give the them thing. your first. I mean, if you're Julio is a true game changing piece in your offense and any offense that you put him in. A what first Barkley, round. What has Barkley done in his career? He is truly a top five running back in this league. Still, he got I'm hurt. And he got hurt, and that put him out this year. But the year before, he was an amazing rookie. He put up a lot of yards, and he shows that he can carry a team. He is that big bowling ball type running back. He is a elite running back in the league. You get an elite receiver over there. Danny Dimes is on the hot seat with true weapons and a tight end for that help in the middle. Giants would be a great pick. I think the Giants truly need to extend their first round pick. Are you gonna Are you gonna pay Saquon? I mean, eventually. I mean, so who 20, knows 20, what? 2018, 2018, Saquon had played 16 games, uh, had 1,300 rushing yards, uh, 11 touchdowns. Then, and he had, yeah, average, pretty good average. Rookie year, yeah, good for him. Last, or 2019, had 1,000 yards. So his 
yards per carry. Every statistic went down. He only had six touchdowns, screwed me over in fantasy, only played 13 games, uh, went from four receiving touchdowns down to two, went from 721 receiving yards down to 438. And then last year, two games, 34 yards. And that's behind an off, off horrible offensive line. And you have to pay him in two years. You have to pay a running back in the NFL. I mean, it really depends on how he comes back next year. I don't think you give up Barkley for Julio. That's I don't think you do that. You let Barkley come back, see how how well he does. If he's not cooking them next year, he's getting eight to ten. Here see, you go, bud. I think it would be a steal if you could trade Julio for Barkley straight up. Because I'm not. But then again, I don't pay running backs. Yeah, I don't, so, I don't pay. I don't pay running backs who have under a thousand receiving yards. I don't think they move Barkley. I think they move their first round pick. That defense is really good. It it got a lot of pieces this year. You got some good pieces in the draft. Get a number one receiver for Danny Dimes, and he's on the hot seat. I think I like it, it. they got a one receiver for him. They got Kenny Galladay. Uh, it definitely. Oh did. yeah, that's right. They they signed a bunch of people. So again, I don't know that they really need him. I mean, they could take him. Um, but I, yeah, I just I I think it would cost more to get rid of him in division because I do think for some reason Atlanta thinks that Matt Ryan can just turn it back on and can lead them to the promised land, which Tom Brady's in that division now. <laughs> You got an upgraded quarterback in Carolina. Uh, I mean, we'll see about Jameis. If you tell me that the Atlanta Falcons, even if they keep Julio, finish fourth in that division again next year, like, yeah, I can see it. See that happening. Absolutely. Matt Ryan says he has some good football left in him. We'll see. We'll see, Matt. We'll see. Uh, They're going to trade away your uh, number one piece. I mean, you have Calvin Ridley. You have a lot of other pieces in Atlanta. I feel like they can move off Julio. That's why they're doing so. Uh, Ravens plus seven plus 700. They would be your third. So it's Patriots, Titans, Ravens, then Packers plus 750, Niners plus 800, Colts plus 900, LA Chargers plus 1200, which is interesting. Uh, yeah. Eagles plus 1,600. Raiders, Las Vegas plus 1,800. The Raiders, I think, is interesting, too, just because I know Gruden is not afraid to mortgage draft picks for talent. Uh, and I feel like he just looks at everybody like they're in their prime, even if they're not. Ironically, the same draft class, you have Julio Jones and Antonio Brown. <laughs> they're both they're both 32 years old, which is, is wild mean, to me. OBJ is 28. I asked you, would you trade OBJ straight up for uh, Julio Jones? Because Julio Jones gives you – you get out of OBJ's contract, which is big. It's not Julio big, but it's pretty big. You get a bigger-bodied receiver, so you don't have to worry about – We've kind of talked about OBJ is a great receiver, but for some reason it just hasn't clicked in this offense. Uh, mm-hmm. I think Stefanski would prefer to have a bigger body. And yep. 
you know, Baker does love to do that, go up and get it ball. And so far, OBJ has just not consistently gone up and got it at 5'11. Right. That's a tough ask. It's a completely different receiver compared to Julio. So that might be something. And they could afford to take on the extra $4 million a year that Julio makes differently than OBJ. Although OBJ, you can cut next year for no dead cap. So that'll be interesting as well. Um, yeah, I mean, it's definitely interesting. I mean, the Patriots seem like the logical choice, but there is no chance in hell that Bill Belichick is going to trade a first-round draft pick for a 32-year-old receiver after what he just spent in free agency. Yeah, I don't think it happens. Um, no matter how much he begs and please, unless he restructures. <laughs> But Which he wants to win. Way. How how bad do you want to win? Yeah. How bad do you want to win? Let's see. Um, I heard rumblings that the Kansas City Chiefs were offering a second, third, and six for Julio. And that's uh, something to watch out for as well. The AFC team, uh, they came out of nowhere and got Orlando Brown. So let's see how aggressive they are with Julio. I mean, you bring him in, you can figure out his contract later. It'd be very interesting to see Julio, Tyree, Kelsey. I don't, I think you need one more piece. I think you truly need one more piece to get you over the hump. This might be it. So let's see what happens. I'm out of all these teams. Um, I would love for him to go to the Eagles. Um, Rams would be pretty fucking awesome to see him over there. No way they can afford a lot it. of. I mean, they can't afford it, but it'd okay, be pretty Jaylen. awesome. Jalen Ramsey, wait, there's a salary. Wait, there's a salary cap. <laughs> oh, no, Jalen, it's not at this point with the Rams. It's not restructuring. It's will you play for free this year? <laughs> well, you and Julio both take half. There you go. How about that? Cut. You want you want to win, uh, Jalen? Give up all that money you just got. You just got it. Give it up. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, we'll end up seeing what happens with Julio. Um, I'm gonna put my money on the Titans plus three hundred. Um, they seem to have a lot of steam, so I'm gonna take. I'm gonna put a unit on the Titans. I think they'll yeah. end up with Julio for sure. For sure. Yeah, I, I, I think the Patriots, if anybody gets him, I think it's the Patriots. He seems like the perfect Patriot. And Belichick loves guys who screw him. And he definitely screwed them in that Super Bowl. He almost took that thing away from them. Uh, yeah. But I don't I don't want to put a mon- – uh, I wouldn't put a unit on anything minus 150. So I, I, like, I like the Titans and I like the Ravens. I think those are both great picks. Um. I think the further you get down, L.A. would be fun. But I, with Keaton Allen, with everything they got, I don't know that they necessarily want to get rid of anything. You probably have to get rid of or, you know, necessarily lose a first-round draft pick when they're currently rebuilding. I don't think that L.A. Chargers are going to win the AFC West anytime soon. I think they're probably a year or two away from competing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I definitely don't hate that. I mean, it will be interesting to see if the Colts make a run trying to give 
all the weapons they can because I I just don't think with T.Y. Hilton as a number one receiver and you know Michael Pittman Jr. that the Colts have the receiving core to do anything special this year. Yeah, and we all know Carson Wentz needs a lot of help, but a lot. <laughs> so, um, yeah, we'll see how it goes. Deshaun's court case will linger into 2021. He's taking all these girls to court. He's an innocent man. We didn't want to talk about this because it was still pending and stuff, but we might as well start talking about it. There's a lot of football news. We go talk about Julio. But what does that do for Deshaun's playing status? If this continues into training camp and to the weeks into September, like he'll be battling battling this in October, probably. Like, is he going to play for Houston? There's so much going on with Deshaun right now because he had some drama before he got this crazy drama. And now, now what for him? Yeah, uh, it's tough situation. It, it would be a tricky situation for him if he was happy with his team. Mm-hmm. Like, if he was, like, I'm excited to be a Houston Texan. We're going to, like, compete next year. Like, with his the shitty team and all. If he was super excited, it would be awkward. Because now we're at a point where if even one of these lawsuits turns out to be like he's guilty and let's say whatever he gets, let's say he avoids jail time. Right. Say he avoids jail time. And even one of these cases is legit. The NFL cannot let him play a snap. Now the fact that he is so confident that he's like, no, 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 no. We're going to court. I want to hear all these women. I want it to be public. I mean, personally, it bodes well. I don't – right. if, if I thought there was a chance that I was guilty, I would not want this to happen. But, man, it's it's a tricky situation. Now, the NFL has its own investigators, but I don't know – I honestly don't know what they found. I don't think the NFL has actually released anything yet, have they? They've said, no. oh, we're investigating it, but, right. you know – they're the NFL is strange, man. Yeah. I, I mean, in turn on like the scale from like Antonio Brown to Ray Rice to with I, I would say probably Tyreek Hill in the middle. I'd say this is probably closer to Antonio Brown in terms of scandals involving women, where it is a lot of he said she said. There is prior relationships. There is a lot more going on. There is seemingly a lack of physical evidence against him mm-hmm. uh like Tyreek Hill you had like those phone calls and stuff like that but again obviously they're a married couple so a lot of that is potentially out of context and she obviously did not want to press charges on her meal ticket uh so because it's all a misunderstanding that people just need to mind their business but you know yeah whatever and then obviously you have Ray Rice where there's busy, there's video evidence and 
as far as, as far as Deshaun Watson goes to, I mean, I guess summate it to get us back on track. I really don't know what's going to happen to him. I mean, yeah. the NFL has got to cover their ass, but if he doesn't play, if he doesn't play, the NFL says you cannot play a snap, but you have to pay him because he's going to be on the commissioner's exempt list, which means he still gets paid. And he comes out as innocent. This is a complete win for Deshaun Watson. 100%. 100%. Like, <laughs> like, oh, I don't have to be the dick who's sitting out and choosing not to play. You are going to choose that for me. Also, I am wrong. He's probably going to counter sue the NFL for defamation, get more money, and Houston's either going to have to decide, okay, so we're going to pay attention to what's happening in Green Bay. Hey, Deshaun, who do you want to be your coach? Who do you want to be your teammate? Do you want to draft for us? Like, the Houston Texans is your fantasy team, Deshaun. What do you want to do? Do you want Ray Rice? We'll call Ray Rice. Whatever you want, man. Oh, my Uh, goodness. That complete W. Or they let, uh, what, Jeff Driscoll play, and he's okay. I don't know. Maybe they suck so bad they get the number one overall pick, and they get, what, Derek King is going to be the guy? I don't don't know. The kid from North Carolina? uh, No, the kid from uh, Oklahoma. Spencer Rattler? Spencer, yeah, Rattler. Spencer Rattler because Derek King is what, in uh, Miami? Or did he transfer? Is he Houston, then Miami? Yeah, uh, Houston, then Miami. Uh, and then I guess the kid from North Carolina might be like the next Blake Bortles. Yeah. Massive arm, but I mean, he actually might be the next Mitch Trubisky. Who knows? Uh <laughs> But anyway, Houston might have a shot to just do that, and maybe they'll just cut and say, we're just going to not be good this decade. See you in 2030. Who knows? We'll start there. We'll start there. They're the youngest franchise in the NFL, so they have a lot of growing pains they still have to go through. Hockey's been great, dude. Uh, And we're finally going to get a wild game that starts at 8 tomorrow instead of 9 fucking 50. I almost didn't fucking make it last night because of this stupid NHL. I ranted about it last week, but damn, it's like they it's not it's not bad enough that in Minnesota, our time, the puck drop was scheduled for 930. But then the Florida game, great game, but it doesn't get over until 950. I mm-hmm. game didn't end till one o'clock. <laughs> it was so such a long night. Such a long night watching these damn hockey games. I mean, I'm a little excited for the second round so they can have earlier start times, man. It's time to get back to bed and not have triple overtimes going to 1.30 in the morning. And it's a home game. That's the thing. Like, it's central time. Like, I should get preferential treatment for games in central time. This isn't like – a game in LA where it's like, oh, I get it. They started the game at like seven LA times. So it's like nine o'clock here or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like I get that, but central time, man, this is bullshit. But almost didn't make it through the second period. Wild outshot 22 to one in the second period. Do you know how bad that is? I don't even been watching awful. hockey for that long. That is, that was absolutely disgusting. I, at that point I was like, you know what? I'm not even going to be mad at the wild one. We did it to ourselves. 
like be <laughs> mad at Kirk Cousins for throwing picks in the fourth quarter. You started Kirk Cousins. Throw the damn ball, Kurt. <laughs> but hey, the Wild, while they're showing a little fight, if they call this game straight up tomorrow, we might be in for a game seven, which is game seven in hockey is incredible. Love game seven in hockey. Yeah. Edmonton, Connor McDavid, McJesus just got swept by your Winnipeg Jets. Tell me, how you feel. Tell me how you feel, Angel, about destroying my – contender out of the north in four straight games uh um i want to sit here and say i told you so <laughs> i didn't think it was going to be in this fashion but the jets look really good really good really strong they are battling with those guys and they find a way to score and they find a way to win and they did it all four games i the jets are the true favorites coming out of the north now they look really good, and they're now going to sit and hang out and rest until these games finish up. Man, I just I, – look at the tape. At one point, probably like a month ago, maybe a month and a half ago, I was like, man, the Winnipeg Jets, dark horse cup contenders, and then the last month they've just looked like complete trash. Like they have looked <laughs> so bad that I was like, you know what? I'm going to play the hot hand. I'm going to play Dreisaitl and McDavid. McDavid, 100, like, they're calling it, they're, like, comparing him to Gretzky. Whenever they're comparing you to Wayne Gretzky, you are playing ungodly good hockey. Yeah, that's major. My God, did they look bad. McDavid won goal in the entire playoffs. Two games straight without a point. Yeah, you get and suddenly suddenly Winnipeg just turns into that big bodied bully team who can really contend in Canada. And is that your Gretzky? Is that your Gretzky? One goal, one goal in four games. Fuck out of here. I, I'm not I, trying to hear that shit. Yeah, I, I texted my buddy with that. I'm like, man, so much for comparing him to to anybody at this. Like, that is. I'm trying to think of like people who disappeared. Like, got it. Steph Curry like playoff performance. No, I got it. McDavid is playoff beat. That's what it is, man. Paul, that's what it is. McDavid turned into <laughs> pandemic P. He turned into pandemic P. Is that what it's gonna be? Listen to this, man, because the McDavid doesn't show up next playoffs. He is truly pandemic P. God, yeah, and it's it's that is Edmonton fans have been waiting probably since Gretzky for another team that good, and they didn't get to watch him in person one game this year, including the playoffs, and now they're not going to get to watch him now. They still, yeah. still no, still no. Catch him in a couple of interviews. You can watch him there. Like, hey, how'd it go? Mm-hmm. Rough. Yeah, maybe. We'll see. Fuck. Winnipeg Jets, baby. Time to rest up and get ready for the rest of the playoffs. Yeah, man. What a fucking game by you guys. Good fucking shit. I, I, like, I, I, I would say I was surprised. Like, I knew you had it in you. I just didn't think it would show up. <laughs> I look like an idiot. Cause, yeah, you're looking at it with rest, 
hopefully Blake Wheelerton is not too banged up from his unfortunate shot last night, but uh, I don't see any reason why you guys can't compete with Toronto from what I've seen, from what I've seen of Toronto. Yeah. Toronto has not like by any means made me think that they're going to be that impressive. Now I think that uh, Winnipeg is going to get absolutely freight trained by Colorado, but man, that's not bad. And yeah, Boston moved on in impressive fashion. They're going to rest. I like my pick of Boston beating the Islanders or the Pens. Penguins have not looked that special. Islanders, scrappy, but we'll, we'll see. That's going to be a really interesting game six because yeah. I think if think if you're the Islanders, that is you got to close it out at home. Yeah, I think, absolutely. I, I think if they go back to Pittsburgh, I don't think you beat Crosby in a game seven, but damn, they are, they are taking it to them, triple overtime. Man. Crazy, crazy games, man. Such long overtimes, too. Like, I'm glad that they don't do shootouts like regular season. I'm glad that they truly play it out with five guys on the ice. They don't that's do what makes that. it. That's like, what makes it so much better and so much yeah. more intense to watch. Yeah, for sure. It makes it so fun. Um, yeah, man. Um, it's gonna be pretty interesting. Um, Penguins Islanders Wednesday. Um, Lightning Panthers and the Knights and Wild all in a uh, three-two situation where these teams can either win and finish the series up or go into Game Seven. I'm all it's going to be a very, very interesting Wednesday. I'm all for three Game Sevens. I would love three Game Sevens, especially because oh. you're looking at uh, Florida at home. You're looking at Pittsburgh at home. Wild back to Vegas. Mm-hmm. That'd be that'd be fantastic, uh, man. I don't know how much you want to get into hockey, but at some point we're gonna have to talk about bad hockey contracts because Sergei Bobrovsky, <laughs> goalie for the Florida Panthers, might have the worst contract in all of professional sports. Wow. Yes. Man. Yeah, we'll have to get into that. <laughs> I'll let you do a little. I'll let you do a little research, and we're going to talk about that because at some point we have to talk about probably in the off season. Uh, Zach Parisi's contract, Sergei Bobrovsky's contract, and Alex Ovechkin being a free agent. Oh man, that will be very very interesting. Thirteen years already, Jesus. Yeah, and honestly. It's so crazy because Zach Parisi signed the 10-year deal. He's got three years left, and he is a role player on this team. Yeah. We we should are probably we should try to find a way to get rid of him because he's just not an every night player, and hockey contracts are fully guaranteed. So it's, he did it's, find a way to score last night, though. So yeah, yeah, he's great yeah. on the power play. He's a scrappy, he's a scrappy player. He's just inconsistent. He's not that big. He's not that fast. I like him more in the playoffs, but you know, it's just uh it's just a tough look for him, and he's just not the way our team is trying to go, which is to get 
faster and bigger. He's definitely smaller and slower, even if he's a little bit grittier. That's why he's great on the power play, but you can't just keep him for power plays. Um, yeah. But uh, Ovechkin, you can argue 13 years at 10 million a year is maybe one of the most underpaid people in professional hockey. He's had, I think, five of those or what, seven of those 13 years, he's had 50 goals, which is crazy. He's brought you a Stanley Cup. Do they not sit out in hockey? Do they not renegotiate? Not Russians. That's wow. I would have definitely like, hey, agent, I'm gonna sit out. I'm gonna go play in Can or Russia for a year because I get paid more there. No, but actually they don't, they really don't sit out Crazy. very often in hockey. They but they it's been interesting what they've done. There are some players who get almost their entire salary in a signing bonus, and then they just make league minimum the rest of the year. So they get one big check and then they just sit on it, which mm-hmm. is smart because it you avoid state tax and a lot of these times and then if they lock out you're safe because the nhl has locked out before um but we'll see with the tv deal going up the nhl has been known for having one of the smaller salary caps in sports with the new Mm -hmm. tv deal you might see some of these guys hey give me a little bit more so we'll see uh i would love to see some fucking uh some sit outs that'd be pretty awesome in hockey See but, if they restructure or see if there's a room to restructure in the NHL hockey contracts. I don't know how that works. So. But, yeah, Alex, Alex Ovechkin is crazy because if you give him five more years the way he looks right now, he's only 35. Mm-hmm. He could potentially break the all-time scoring record in five years. So, I mean, I've, heard, I've seen a lot of people four years, 13.5 million a year. He's still worth it. He's always yeah. going to be – a guy who can shoot like that is always going to be valuable, if anything, on the power play. Meanwhile, you've got Sergei Bobrovsky, who signed a seven-year, $70 million contract, and he is in year two of it. And he was one of the worst goalies in the league last year. And he is not starting in the playoffs this year. All it takes – he had one really good – he had one good year in a great playoffs – they signed him to a long-term deal, and it is fully guaranteed, baby. Oh, jeez. That's tough. Man. So, yeah, the, the downside of having long-term contracts. Huh? Can't wiggle out of that one. I'm sure the team would love to wiggle out of that one. I mean, maybe it's time to fix that uh, contract situation in the house. We're gonna we're gonna have a lot of fun this summer with the expansion draft in the NHL. Because basically, Seattle, you get a certain number of players you can protect, and then you have like your no trade, no draft people in like their contracts, so you can't move. And Seattle basically just gets to pick people they want from every team. That's awesome. Like fantasy, and it is really set up for them to put together a great team. Yeah, like Vegas, I mean, Vegas, Vegas got to the Stanley Cup their first year. It's bad. Did they win it? No, lost. Oh, okay. they got there. I mean, that's badass. I feel like you're going to be a Kraken fan. A Seattle Kraken fan? No. I mean, I, I was just about to say if uh, 
the Jets make it to the Final Four, I will be ordering me a Jets shirt. Here we go. Here we go. That's gonna be, it will be super badass, the colors in the basement when I hang it up. So, <laughs> um, Not the only playoffs going on, though. No, not the only. We're in playoff mode. Just broke it down for uh, playoff mode. NHL. We are going into the NBA. We have uh, some very interesting outcomes that came out. Um, Brooklyn did not look as smooth with all three guys out there, but they found a way to uh, get it together. Man, I don't, I don't, I know we're breaking down everything, but I don't see how Boston wins this series at, like at all I, no. I I was hopeful I was hopeful that they would be really rusty the Nets would be because I love Boston they're frustrating but after Jason Tatum dropped 50 I thought hey maybe he's turned a corner maybe he's gonna take over this playoffs you hold the Brooklyn Nets to under 105 points mm-hmm. you gotta win that game you just got to. Time. You just got to. And for them to be up at halftime and lose like that, man, Brooklyn's only going to get better during this playoffs. It's... And they're going to stronger, faster, their IQ, they're all going to be on the same page. <laughs> they're, figure, they're figuring it out on the floor how to play together, they said. And they are just beating the crap out of Boston. Mm-hmm. And again, like closer, closer than it looks, but at the same time, yeah, I just don't know. Durant, Blake Griffin, Joe Harris, Kyrie Irving, James Harden. I don't know how you beat that stop that top five. I have a team that could do that, but we'll break that down. Is a it a fantasy team? Playoffs. The 76ers, but we'll get to that. <laughs> um, the Suns take the lead against the LA Lakers. Um Man, the uh, this is this is Broadway watching this game. It is truly Broadway. Um, the Suns look younger, faster. The Lakers still look discombobulated. <laughs> the Lakers look discombobulated. LeBron is uh, his phantom injuries or. This is he's getting all of his injuries now in his later season because he didn't do it in his earlier seasons. I don't know what it is, but the Lakers need to wake up. Uh, LeBron said that always game one is a feeling game, so uh, they'll get it together uh, next game. 
So we'll see how that goes. Um, I'm sorry. That was the ugly. Like, after that free throw, that was the well, – that was better than most movies I saw this year. That could have come out on Netflix. You know what actually made me kind of excited for Space Jam? LeBron's got some chops. Good for him. Dude, he definitely could be an actor right after the NBA. So we'll see how that goes. <laughs> uh, I'll say and this. Chris Paul, Chris Paul, though, impressive. He, he had one of the – every now and then. He can't do it every night. But every now and then he'll go through like a four or five game spurt. And it's usually in like a playoff series like this. He did it when he was in New Orleans. Yep. Where you're like, oh, shit, yeah, Chris Paul is the best point guard of all time. He's the prototype of a point guard. Yeah. Chris Paul, on this Phoenix team, he found the perfect position, and these guys listen to him, and he leads this offense with superstars like Aiden and Booker. And I – if they can keep it together and keep it pushing and keep it going forward and the Lakers still can't get right, the Suns can steal this. Devin, so Devin Booker and Chris Paul had shades of uh, Kobe, Derek Fisher. Man. That is a hell of a uh, comparison right there, for sure. Yeah, I mean, if, if they can look like that, shit, man, maybe Phoenix can pull it off. Like, I'm a big – doubter of Phoenix just because of how young they are and how like so many of these teams in the NBA playoffs just don't give a shit until the playoffs Mm -hmm. but damn they're showing out like they're for real good for them and DeAndre Ayton DeAndre Ayton made uh, AD look very very ordinary very productive he is a big young kid he He is a super super star of the future, man. He is going to be – if he can stay healthy, he could be the Greg Oden that Greg Oden was supposed to be. Aiden is going to be a monster. So watch out for them. Um, and also uh, <laughs> Dallas Mavericks versus the uh, L.A. Clippers. Don't piss off Luka, man. Luka is a problem. And when Porzingis is playing to his potential, this team – can shoot all around them now. They found their way to win. Man, Dallas is a team that can win this series, and they could win it very, very – they can win it five. Talk to me about Kawhi Leonard. Is he the most overrated player in the NBA? There were four months when we said he's the – we were comparing him to Michael Jordan. Kawhi Leonard – could be the most overrated player in the NBA right now. Is he because, is, is he just Steph Curry? Because here's the thing. You've got playoff P. You've got a good squad. You got to get out of the first round. Yeah. I mean, you put all these pieces around him. This team is the big star-studded team up there, but – they're not playing to their potential. Another team, both LA teams, not playing to their full potential, and it's dragging into the playoffs, and they're not looking good. And Luca and his young talent is taking over. This young talent is taking over, and if this of all these guys don't wake up, this running gun style offense that they're going against is going to prevail. Um, 
Luka is a problem. Luka is a matchup issue. I, I think the only guy that can match up with Luka at the point guard position is Drew Holiday because they're both the same physical type of point guard. And when you switch off Luka, you put a big guy on him, he's too fast. And he shoots way too well. So it's going to be interesting. They're going to have to probably put Kawhi on Luka and probably just let them shadow each other and see how it goes. And all three of those games, all three of those uh, series, they are playing tonight. Um, tomorrow's games, uh, Wednesday's games, you have uh, Wizards and Sixers. Which, I mean, <laughs> we know who's going to win that one, hands down. Then you have a very exciting series with the Knicks and the Hawks. Which and Knicks, man. Trey Young. Man. Shut up. Shut y'all asses up. It's real quiet. Do not mess with these young guns. They'll put you to sleep. Man, for the I, – I don't – I still think that the Knicks have the maturity, and I think they'll get it done, but that was oh, a yeah. big coming out for Trey Young. And just to finish up, for the first time ever, I see Kawhi in a Golden State Warriors uniform next year. <laughs> oh, shit. I don't yeah, – Kawhi I think is not a superstar. Get, if they get bounced by the Mavs, I don't think there's any chance that he stays in L.A. Come on, man. Come on, man. Come on, man. Don't give me this fantasy of Curry, Clay, and Kawhi right now. Don't give me this right now, all right? <laughs> and then you have a very interesting game that turned out pretty awesome. Uh, Grizzlies and Jazz. Memphis takes game one. Coming out party for Ja. I mean, man, these young guns are showing out. And, hey, man, it's that energy in that game one. All these teams are more experienced. Mike Conley, that Jazz team is a lot more experienced with Defensive Player of the Year on that team. Uh, the Knicks have experience, like you said. The, I mean, the Wizards, six years. I mean, that's a wash already. <laughs> but, um, I mean, don't but, sleep on them. That's the thing. You uh, yeah. These young these young guns, these young uh, players who grew up on this – fast-paced basketball, they get hot. They get hot. I mean, I don't know if I would count on John Morant going off for seven games, just like I don't think I'd count on Trey Young or even Luka going off for seven games. But, damn, if you get them caught and they get a hot streak of four in a row, man, you could be down 3-1 real easy. Real easy. So you better just keep up. Um, two series I want to talk about real quick. Um, <laughs> Milwaukee Bucks versus the Heat. Milwaukee Bucks is up 2-0. And this Heat team is – was a flash in the pan. Absolute flash in the pan for this team. I think losing Crowder was a major, major step in their thing. Uh, in their playoff – Oh, a depot in the playoffs. That's major as well. But flash in the pan. I don't think with Oladipo coming back, you still have enough to take you to the next level. So now we're looking back 
two months, and now we're going, are you serious? Hero for Harden? Are you serious? Because now you're down 2-0, and you could have had that piece that took you to the next level. Now, well, okay, first off, James Harden would have been found dead in an alleyway surrounded by singles if he were in Miami. <laughs> Dude, it's way, no, it's way more dangerous strip clubs in New York and Brooklyn and shit than it is in Miami. Come on, man. There's a lot more space and beauty in Miami. Brooklyn is tight right now, man. Come on now. We can see the news. The, uh, the other thing. God damn it, Bell. <laughs> Play with this dog all fucking day. Uh, the other thing that annoys me about this Miami team is they all go cold at the same time. Mm-hmm. And Tyler Hero goes cold for long periods of time. Like Clay, Steph, occasionally they'll both be cold, but they. It's a game. It's maybe two games. Tyler Hero will go cold for six games at a time, seven games at a time. Kobe would never, you know? Like no, these good players, happen. these good players, these elite players, these James Hardens, they're getting in the gym and they're figuring it out. Mm-hmm. And I think that's my biggest issue because, like, Jimmy Butler was having an off night. Bam had an off night. Tyler Hero had an off night. None of them could make their shots. That's their whole team. You don't have an Oladipo who can bail you out. You don't have anybody who can get you those valuable minutes. Iguodala is not going to do it anymore. He's too old. He's not going to come off the bench and keep you in this game by himself. No. You need more help. And they just ran out of it. Now, I'm not going to put it past them getting out of this series because they're cold, but they can get hot again. But, yeah, I agree. The whole – we're going to keep Tyler Hero because of the culture thing. Woof, dude. Woof. Does that, that looks worse every missed three. Yeah. He's not the piece that you needed for this offense, and you could have got that piece. Um, sucks. Um, and the other series I want to talk about real quick before we get off of basketball Damian Lillard and the Blazers against the Denver. Nuggets. They're split, um, right? One and one? They're, they're split one and one. If you had to pick one team to win this series, who you got right now? I mean, it's hard to bet against the Nuggets just what, what they did in the regular season. Mm-hmm. But if any team, no, any, of the, any of like the lower seeds could upset, man, dang time. I feel like, yeah, with Jamal Murray – the Blazers are very primed to give Denver a really good show. And Mello would love to send them home. Dude, hell yeah. Absolutely. You booed that man. And first game, boom, goes four for five. Gets, then goes five for six. He gets hot. Do not mess with Mello, man. He still got it. He's still a bucket getter. So leave that man alone. Or he's going to send y'all home. I looked at the new Mellows, man. I was like, ooh, maybe, but nah, they're not it, bro. They're not it. (laughs) (laughs) All right. 
All right. June is fight month, and we have many, many amazing fights coming up. Some funny, some serious. <laughs> we have a big boxing exhibition coming up, and we finally get to know who Chad Johnson is fighting. Chad Johnson is fighting Brian Maxwell. Who? 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 Yeah. So Brian Maxwell is a knuckle fighter, uh, brass knuckle fighter, or not brass knuckle, bare knuckle mm-hmm. fighter, fighter from, I think, Florida. His record is zero and three in that league. And now he's going to step up into a boxing ring against Chad Ocho Cinco Johnson. Now, before we break this down to just how ridiculous this is, $250 payday for you. No weight. Are you whooping Chad Johnson's ass in a boxing match? Six weeks training. Yes. <laughs> yes, yes, I am. What do you think Chad Johnson's? I'm gonna have on? Ray Lewis in my corner. <laughs> oh shit, that's fucking awesome. <laughs> I like. I don't like. Who would you rather fight? Dude, Chad Johnson, six three, one eighty five. Who who would you rather fight though? If I of of like wide receivers, uh, Steve Smith, Heinz Ward, Chad Johnson. Uh, I'm gonna fight Chad Johnson. Yeah. Chad Johnson. <laughs> Chad Johnson is not like a physical receiver. Like I he feel like. Was. I mean, yeah, he does it like he's a he's a workout freak. He's been bodybuilding and all that stuff. But I mean, in terms of actually boxing, I don't like I feel like I take my chances. <laughs> I don't I I, I give my, I'd be on steroids, but I would I would give him as good a shot as anybody. <laughs> you go win that fight. I mean, I think they're probably doing, like, less round, like, shorter rounds and, like, less of them, too. They're probably doing, like, barstool rough and rowdy style. Um, I think they're, yeah, I think they're just six rounds, uh, three minutes apiece, so. Yeah, like. You can hold your own in there? I mean, I I feel like I could cover up for that long, you know? (laughs) I don't know, like, I just – He's not packing a heavy punch behind that man. He's like, he just doesn't seem like he wants to hurt anybody. <laughs> he doesn't drink. Yeah, you gotta like want to <laughs> hurt somebody. I mean, again, are headbutts legal? No, that's it. I should bring that up. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a low blow. I like Ochocinco. Oh my goodness, that's funny. <laughs> Yeah, I don't like. Yeah. He seems like the kind of person who's like, "Oh, I go to boxing three days a week," and he's at like a boxing gym hitting pads, and he's like, "Cool, I can fight now." It's like, well, I don't know, man. Like heads moving stuff. Like I know you train with people, but they're not trying to hurt you, hurt you. No. Um, and then Floyd Mayweather and Logan Paul fight June sixth. That's the main card, and I feel like 
you feel like you could beat up two out of the four guys on this list. So. I feel like I have as good a shot at knocking Floyd Mayweather out as Logan Paul. And I also feel like Floyd Mayweather has as good a chance of knocking me out as he does Logan Paul. Oh my goodness. God. What odds are it? Give me the odds on that. Of what? Of me getting... Oh, you get knocked out by a Floyd Mayweather. Oh, like... Plus, me getting knocked out is like plus 2,000, like plus 20,000, plus 10,000, <laughs> like something crazy. Dude's like 150 pounds. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> You're not cutting weight for that, but... <laughs> yeah. No, not at all. Oh, man. And then we got some UFC coming up. That is in three weeks. Um, we have two belts on the line, Adesanya, Vittorari versus – and they're going to be fighting for the second time. Excuse me. And then you have Figueroa versus Moreno. It was 2020's fight of the year. They took the fight 14 days in advance, and they – it was for the belt, and it was badass. They went all five rounds. We are going to break that down more uh, upcoming and definitely going to be betting on that. And the return of Nate Diaz, he'll be fighting against uh, Leon Edwards. There we go. So Finally. some exciting stuff for some UFC fans that want to tune in and listen to the picks. And also, if you want to listen to – our craziness of Logan Paul uh, knocking out Mayweather. Yeah, I'm not putting money on it. But. Yeah, I don't, dude. You're not going to be able to bet on it. There's no weight classes. <laughs> I mean, I was able to bet on the last one. Nobody. They were at the same weight, though. Oh yeah, I guess it. Nobody's sanctioning that. <sighs> That's like just like nobody would sanction anybody uh, like a man fighting cyborg. Nobody is going to let a fight go down with that many weight classes in between them. That's why it's an exhibition. I don't I don't think there's any chance. No book will take money on that. I mean, I don't know. They might have some crazy odds somewhere. Somewhere I could put some money in. Someone is going to let me bet on. If I gotta do some home bets, I'll do home bets. You're gonna lose your fucking kneecaps trying to bet this fucking fight. <laughs> hey man, I love the hustle. I love the game. Married to the game, bro. <laughs> All right. Time for our picks of the week. It's time for the moment you've been waiting for. The money back guarantee picks of the week. Money not actually guaranteed. Please gamble responsibly. Who you got, Angel? You know what? Since we talked about it heavy, and I haven't done it yet this year, I am going to go all hockey. Uh, I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take the Penguins to finish up their series against the Islanders. No, that would even it out. Oh, they're down three-two. Yeah. Oh, my bad. They're gonna tie it up. They're gonna go into Game Seven. Um, 
I got a Lightning winning as well against the Panthers. And then I have the Wild winning in St. Paul. I say that very cautiously because I'm not too sure on that bet. I feel like the Knights will close it out in St. Paul, but I'm going to go and pick the Wild to go into Game 7. Into, uh, they're going to go. They're going to win this game, go into Game 7, and then lose in Game 7. I am going to bet a theme. And that theme is the, this is the, the JW, bet the change you want to see in the world, colon, game seven in hockey is the best thing in the world, series of bets. And that is going to be Pittsburgh Penguins, minus 110, Florida Panthers, plus 130, Minnesota Wild, plus 110. All the series get tied up. We go to game seven on Monday. Man. Do I think this is going to hit? No, not at all. I think this (laughs) might be a one for three situation. However, I'm going to cheer for it, so I'm going to bet it. I also am loving, I think I'm going to take the over in the Florida-Tampa Bay game. Yeah, I'm going to take the over in that game. All right. Might take the minus one and a half by Pittsburgh. I think they're pissed off. What's the uh, over-under for the Knights and Wild? Five and a half. I'll take the over. It's going to be wild. It's going to be pucks flying all over the place. I think Kaprizov gets two. It's going to be a good game. It's going to be a very good game tomorrow night. I'm excited for it. And I'm going to be more awake for it. And I'm not going to be dragging ass at work the next day. What more could you ask for, ladies and gentlemen? What more can you ask for? Thank you for listening to Money Back Guaranteed, where all your money is guaranteed. Not really guaranteed for gambling. Please gamble responsibly. Um, please check us out on uh, Instagram and all our socials. Please check out all our podcasts. We drop podcasts every Tuesday and Fridays. Check us out. It's playoff season, baby. Yeah, we in playoff mode. Playoff Time mode. Time to put that money up. Time to put the house up. Not really the house. Don't listen to me. Bet, bet responsibly. The boys been crushing it. I've been betting off book, too. I've been betting, like, points. I've been doing all right, man. been doing all right. I think I hit. I've been hitting most of them. I'm actually... I was down betting a bunch of uh, international ice hockey. But I came back, that Bruins game on Saturday, Sunday, Saturday last week, I went like 11 for 14, just on fire, like a friggin' rocket. Feeling it, man. Feeling it. I, I won 15 bucks off uh, table tennis and uh, not doing that again because I have no idea how I did it. <laughs> I'm not Denzel in training day, but I'm doing all right. Uh, right. <laughs> See what happens. Oh, by the way, uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers coach Bruce Arians told Tom Brady and veterans, don't be here for OTAs. 
Literally, literally said, if you want to come watch film, that's fine. They're practicing at the Yankee Spring Training Facility across the street because Bruce won't let them in. <laughs> no, no, we just won. I don't want to. I don't want to coach up. <laughs> I'm, I'm in the office. If y'all on the field, I got to be down here. I don't want to do that. Goes. You're not even going to get any reps, so don't bother showing up. <laughs> meanwhile, meanwhile, Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers loves Jordan Love, but guess what? All five of their starting receivers didn't show up to OTA, so Jordan Love oh had no one to throw to. God. Oh, my God. This Packer thing is ridiculous. I don't know what's worse. I have no idea what's worse. Bruce just like, no, no, you can't come in. And Tom's just spinning a fucking football in his palm. Like, come on, man. Like, Bill would already have me in the sweatshop. <laughs> or Aaron with this massive group chat <laughs> saying, hey, you guys showing up to work? Nah, nah, nah. You showing up? Nah, man, I'm not going to show up. All right, bro, I'm not going to show up either. <laughs> hey, guys, I might actually play quarterback for Green Bay this year. Uh but you know, I don't know who I'm going to take with me to my new team next year. So you might you, you might want to not show up to dude, practice, dude. How sad is it? Just Jordan Love throwing out a fucking bet all day. <laughs> <laughs> fucking couple of coaches standing in stationary spots as he rolls out. Oh, throwing man, to like defensive just... backs. Practicing his interceptions. Oh no! <laughs> oh man, I love it. I'm here for it, man. I love watching a franchise go down the fucking toilet because <laughs> one guy has a fucking attitude, bro. It's so petty. I fucking love it. Jesus, I res- Christ, I respect man. the hell out of it. I am a petty uh, king, and I love it. Geez. I'm a petty king, and I love it. Man, oh, man. That's fucking awesome. All right. Well, that's enough for this week. Hats, maybe? We'll see. But like, share, subscribe, tell your friends, and uh, we'll see you on Saturday, baby, for hopefully some Game 7s. Hey. And everyone that's out there that's listening to the very end of this podcast, um, we're just gonna we're gonna go ahead and ignore Saturday. Right? We ain't gonna we ain't gonna pay attention to that. You know, I'm still confident. We still go ride the wave. Maybe the three for three is a two a Wednesday night thing. Who knows? Who knows? Three for three. I'm never gonna lose again. I'm put, never gonna put, die. Put, put, put the picks in. Just put the picks in. <laughs> Trust me. Trust me today. Trust me. <laughs>